Welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, where today we'll begin our discussion of Freemasons for Dummies by Christopher Hoda. Ladies and gentlemen, brethren all, welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, a casual conversation around Freemasonry. First, it's important to note that our thoughts and opinions are our own and do not reflect those of our Grand Lodge or respective craft or concordant bodies. Please connect with us and ask questions via our website at theworkingtoolspodcast.com. Today on the Working Tools Podcast, we have our, our core three of a very worshipful brother, David Colbeth, who is currently worshipful master of uh, King Solomon Lodge number 60 in Auburn, Washington. Worshipful brother, Stephen Chung, who is a past master of Prince Charles Lodge number 153 in uh, Kelowna, British Columbia. And I'm Matt Apple, and I'm a member of uh, Mill Creek Lodge number 243 here in, in, in uh, Montlake Terrace, Washington. So we decided to go and uh, discuss a book that's a little more, um, I hesitate to say elementary, a li little less highfalutin <laughs> than observing the craft was. That's that's not a great way to phrase it either. But um, we Foundational, Matt. It's foundational. Foundational. There we go. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> so that we could have a... <laughs> a uh, uh, discussion about another book and this is the one we settled on it actually says i, I find it interesting right in the right in the intro uh, it says that they're gonna there are a lot of of highfalutin books about about masonry and that uh this ain't gonna be one of them and this is gonna have the basics in it and uh i honestly i kind of appreciate that did you guys have any thoughts on the lowfalutinness of it is that a thing it's it's definitely a basics book, and and that's uh, to me a little bit. That's what drew me to the idea of of studying this one is that, you know, we, as Steve's mentioned several times, we've also mentioned several times. This is a casual conversation about masonry, and so I think that there is an opportunity for us to kind of go back to the roots, if you will, and and explore the ideas that this book talks about. And uh, one of the things that draws me to it is that when I was master twelve years ago. My wife wanted to be involved in some aspect. We had just really young. We had just had my daughter, uh, my my now sixteen, almost sixteen year old daughter, and she wanted to be involved somehow. And so I don't remember how we decided if it was me or her or what, together, and that she would start a ladies book club and that she would use Freemasons for Dummies as the book. And they there was probably five or six ladies that would stay after we went into lodge and they would kind of read through the book and each month or whatever, they would get back together and talk about it. And it was funny. A few months in, a couple of the guys came up to me and said, what's your wife teaching my wife? I said, what do you mean? He goes, she's coming home and asking me questions that I don't know. I said, well, then maybe you should read the book. <laughs> so, it, it, you know, while it's simple, it's chock full of information about the whole craft. And he, you know, he talks about what the craft is, but, and, and also things related to the craft and how of its origins and things like that. So there's some pretty great fundamental things in here, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I, um, you know, what I'm reading the introduction now, I've, I, this, I've never read the book. I, I just started reading it for this, uh, um, series, uh, on our podcast and, um, you know, they say literally hundreds of books written by Freemasons for Freemasons have, have uh, 
been written. And and the funny thing is, I've been well. This is my twenty fifth year as, as a Freemason, and I guess for the last uh, since twenty twelve, I've been running the, the six step program for our lodge. And so I meet all the seekers. The first I'm the first guy they meet. And so when they talk to me, and what you know, what can I uh, read? What should I read? Because I know that there's so much information and misinformation out there. I, I, I've been recommending this book for years, right? It was I, I sought a little bit of guidance when I first got into the um, the program where where I was meeting the seekers, and um, one of my mentors had said, "Just recommend the one book." Right, the Freemasons for Dummies. It is basic and it will not lead them astray. It won't give them divulge our secrets, and yet it'll give them great content to absorb. I'm like, okay, so I've been I've been recommending this book for eleven years now, or no, twelve years going, yeah, twelve years now, and uh, yeah, it's funny that I've never read it, but. Uh, so far, uh, chapter one and the introduction uh, have been pretty straightforward and pretty interesting. So looking forward to it. One of the things as I was getting started in this, I, I was reminded years and years ago of, uh, I don't remember exactly where I learned it, but along the line somewhere I was taught when you're going to study a book or even just read a book, but especially when you're going to study it, to literally go cover to cover. In But they would, but he recommended uh Again, opening the first cover, going right to the first. In this case, there's kind of two indexes, if you will, or two table of contents. There's the contents at a glance, and there's the table of contents. And they'd always recommend reading through those, and then reading the table of contents, getting a good idea of the actual content of what you're about to read, and then then definitely read the introductions, and then read the first chapter page or two of each chapter, and then if there's a ending of the book then read that or if there's a small index you could read through that but then you kind of break it down piece by piece like that so you have a you're kind of doing it in chunks and you have an understanding of what you're about to absorb so i would encourage our listeners to to really try and study the book potentially especially if those are they're interested in mason just just learning about masonry One of the things I highlighted in the first section here was that it's the best known gentleman organization I wrote off the, are we still, <laughs> are we still a gentleman's or I guess, I guess we're guys, a gentleman, you know, I don't know, maybe it's a little bit of a generous term. Well, it, it's funny, you know, uh, being the district education officer, I often address the room sometimes as gentlemen and I keep getting corrected from some of the old past masters. It's not gentlemen, it's not guys, it's brothers, right? And remember that always, please address us all as brothers. And, uh, and so I guess we are, uh, you know, all gentlemen, but really we're brothers. Oh, did we just lose Matt? Yeah, I think so. I, I thought he was just being really still there for a very long time. And, uh, but he, so <clears throat> full disclosure, he'll, he'll, he'll come back on again. He just had his floors redone in his house. And so he's, uh, 
uh, working through those, getting reconnected and reset up. And so I'm sure he'll it's working that. remotely. <laughs> uh, yes, exactly, right. Exactly. <clears throat> but he'll, I'm sure he'll connect with us again here as soon yeah. as he can. He'll pop up on the screen. And for those of you who are watching the, the video portion of this, right, um, you know, it, it, the intro has been actually very, um, in layman's terms, straightforward, you know, uh, from, from the get go, you know, it's Freemasonry is a strange topic. It's not a religion, but it's religious. It's not a political movement, but its members have been some of the greatest political and social reformers of a history. Isn't that true? Eh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, like, and that's funny because the two things that we don't talk about in, well, there's three things now, but, you know, religion, politics, and COVID, right. Uh, the things we don't talk about in lodge. Why? Because they're so divisive, right? Yeah. Well, you know, we don't talk about COVID at all anymore. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's kind of an old thing. It seems like these days, but <clears throat> yeah, it seems like, um, but some guys still like to bring it up, you know, uh, here and there. Yeah. He talks about in the beginning too, that, that uh, the Freemasonry is the, Mostly the methods of Freemasonry are used to identify each other. Passwords, gestures, secret handshakes. Those are the things that really are the official secrets of Freemasonry. And so I, I would I would tend to agree. It's funny. We had in our Shrink the Lodge this last meeting, uh, you know, we had talked about this book. And whether and there was a section in here on co-masonry. We talked about having co-masonry, a co-mason potentially come on the show. And there was a lot, you know, we were uncertain about that. And I knew Matt happened to be on a on a on a ship on a boat coming back from Victoria Lodge's installation, and so I messaged him. I said, "Hey, uh, ask the Grand Master if we would be if we could have a co-mason on our show." And he came back and said, "Yeah." And I was a little bit surprised. It was kind of that quickly, and so our meeting was going to be the next day, I think, because it was Sunday. And so I thought, "Oh, perfect. That's a that's the topic we're going to do. Shrink the lodge." So I kind of let him know this is a story that I had with Matt and the conversation. And it was funny to watch the guy's faces grimace when I said that the grandmaster said it was okay to have a conversation with a co-mason, <laughs> especially the older grand, uh, past grandmasters. And uh, so, and I said, so what wh what is the secrets? What are the secrets of Freemasonry? And the, the conversation ensued. And we, I had to cut him off at 20 minutes. We were just, it would have kept going and we were having a great conversation. So, I think if if you're struggling for a topic or an idea to have a conversation in your lodge, if you can do the shrink to lodge concept, I'll, it's even better. But throw it out there. Ask them what are the secrets of Freemasonry, and see what their answers are. That's a great suggestion. We should try that. Uh, I, I get a few more opportunities to do education uh, <laughs> before they oust me in June, so I, I might just try that. Yeah. Uh, at the next uh, DDGM's official visit or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back, Matt. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it was a it was a, a little wander through the internet hinterland of why am I disconnected? <laughs> <laughs> you, you were you were you were really still, and I thought he's just being very patient, very patient, very patient. And then all of a sudden, I thought, no way, he <laughs> And then boom, you were gone. So so yeah, I, I wondered, okay, so uh, I missed some of it, obviously, and now I'm going to pull us off topic, but I have wondered before what uh, um, converse Masonically with means yeah. exactly. Yeah. I mean, is that just the, the secrets you guys were talking about, or is it like 
I can't say the word Freemasonry here. Yeah, I think, and that's I, that's part of what the conversation came up, right? We were trying what, trying to determine what we thought the secrets are or might be, and we were in mixed company a little bit because we had inter apprentices and fellowcraft and master masons in our discussion, so you couldn't get too close on some of the things. But yeah, everybody had a little bit of their own opinion about what they were or are, and so it was it was really fun. And then and then the conversation kind of expands and contracts and expands and contracts. It was really really neat. Yeah. I, yeah. Go ahead. No, I, I was, I was going to say that often when I say what are the secrets are masonry, I hand my, I extend my hand to the guy and I shake his hand. I say to me, the secrets are masonry are concealed in this handshake, not literally, but figuratively in the idea that I have made an obligation. He's made an obligation to ourselves, to each other, to the craft and so on. And those are, to me, they're true secrets for Freemasonry. You know, that's that's a much better uh, description, actually, because I, I always use the uh, the old adage, uh, you know, the se true secrets are, you know, where one Freemason may know another in the dark as well as the light and uh, modes of recognition, right? And But, you know, when you go searching online, most of those modes of recognition <laughs> are, are uh, published all over the Internet, right? So, um, but uh, that's true. The obligations we take uh, are contained within the the uh, handshake we give, right? Yeah. So uh, that's a that's a really good one. I, I like that one. And it also another great scenario that came up was that the secrets are really a test. The idea of can you hold a secret? Can you keep a secret? That is really the secret of masonry if you will and it's a, and it's a test to validate your authenticity and commitment to the craft and again to each other and to yourself and all that and so the secrets are the ability to keep a secret or it's not that the secrets itself are important it's that you can keep a secret the the right secrets right <laughs> secretly <laughs> well you know and can, and can you remain true to your obligations right yeah yeah you know uh that that's really i think what it comes down to in the long run yeah. you know and uh um, but now diving backwards into the book now um you know in the about this book section i like how it's laid out you know, it it goes part one, what is Freemasonry, part two, the inner workings, part three, uh, when the lodge isn't enough, when one lodge isn't enough, um, part four, Freemasonry today and tomorrow. Um, the, well, it's got six here. And part five is uh, uh, the part of tens and then the appendixes, right? It's, it's, he's, he's done a good job at, at um, the introduction and, and the uh, entrance to what we're about to embark on in the, in our reading, I think. Yeah. I, I like the, the foolish assumption section, you know, who, who basically who is this book for? It, it is for someone that's Masonically clueless. <laughs> if you're thinking about becoming a Freemason or you recently became one, which is what you were talking about earlier. Uh, and in my case, like if you're the wife, girlfriend, or relative of someone who's thinking about Mason or recently joined, 
And I remember too, we went and then, and then if, or if you're, if you think Freemasonry is a cult or bizarre, uh, you know, or really want to find out the truth, uh, going back to that last one on the, what your wife or relative, or whatever, I was at a first degree, uh, actually Verity Lodge, shout out to Zane and them, uh, that after the, we they have an agape afterwards or a fellowship afterwards. And they were asking the new inner apprentice, you know, what questions do you have or you know any comments that you have? And he basically kind of looked sheepishly and said, what can I tell my wife? <laughs> and so they shot back, well, what do you think you can tell your wife? And so then the conversation ensued and he wasn't sure what he could say because he had just been told over and over again, don't reveal the secrets, you know, can't converse Masonically, can't do all this stuff. And so it was interesting to hear what different people thought that he might be able to share with his wife. And, and ultimately it's again, whatever you think, you know, if, if there's a part that you think you shouldn't be talking about, then maybe you shouldn't be talking about that. That's probably, yeah, a good first, uh, good first test. <laughs> you know, right. Should I be doing this? Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think we make, I mean, not to keep going on a secret rabbit hole here, but I think we do sometimes overemphasize things as if they're secret and they are not necessarily. Yeah, and I would agree with you. You Didn't you ask earlier, Matt, what is what is conversing Masonically? I, that's a, I don't, do you have a good answer to that? I don't know. I do not. I, I on any, uh, any given day, I feel like I could swing from, like I said, you know, just not, not the, the secret words kind of thing to, I mean, converse masonically. Is that like, you know, discuss where your lodge is? I don't know. It could be anything. Yeah. I, I, Part of me thinks that maybe that refers to a tiled lodge setting. Well, makes sense. you know, I am going to do the research and I am going to present a, uh, that is uh, education. What does it mean to converse Masonically? There you go. And maybe I'll share that at an upcoming uh, episode because I think I'm that's a that's darn a good phrase. question. I'm assuming that's a phrase used in your ritual, right? Do you, I shouldn't say it. Do you is. In your ritual? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, All right. So going to follow that up, brothers, I tell you. There we go. So do we have uh, other other thoughts on the intro here? Yeah, Steve, Steve was talking about how it's laid out. I really do appreciate that, too, you know, the, the different sections. And when I got to the one lodge isn't enough, the appendant bodies, I wrote, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yep. I mean, he probably won't have the same opinions necessarily about the concordant or appendant bodies. Now, I'm, I am curious to know what his, his definition of appendant versus concordant is. I'll, I'll be curious to see what that is in this paragraph. He only says appendant in another part. He says appendant or concordant. So now I'm confused, but I, you know, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I like the icons too. He's got a handful of icons. Right. And the first one, of course, is ask the past master because, you know, um, past masters, um, you can ask past masters plenty of questions because they're the sort of Masonic Yodas, right, uh, of their lodge. They know the rituals, the rules, the right way 
and the wrong way to do things. At and, least they, at least they think they do. Yeah, and and, and this icon is your personal pass master. Feel free to pester him, <laughs> right? Yeah, the Masonic Yodas of their lodge. I think that's a great, uh, great definition. <laughs> right. Um, I laugh when he, he wrote, just like any, just like your second cousin, Morton, New Jersey, this book could get along without an appendix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Technical stuff and um, international. And then, of course, the last one's my favorite, the Mythbuster. No institution on earth has attracted more lies and half-truths, urban legends and myths, not to mention fakers, charlatans, con artists and humbugs than Freemasonry. And this icon takes aim at the myths and misconceptions to reveal the truth about Freemasonry. So, you know, I, I don't know. That, that's going to be my favorite one to look for throughout the book. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the part of tens as well. And, and the appendix. I, I never have <clears throat> written, actually read the ancient, the, the Regis manuscript. So, I'll be curious to see what that has to say. All right. Well, as one of the uh, charlatans and and humbugs of masonry, uh, I, I think I feel like we've about exhausted our analysis of the introduction here. Um, I encourage everyone to go out and check out the book, or you know, check it out from your local library, or or grab a copy from from wherever you grab a. Yeah, wherever you get your books, and uh, it's a it's an interesting read, and and I launch used to give it to our uh, interested people too, so it's it's definitely a a common practice. Uh, with that, uh, as always, please feel free to comment and let us know how, what you're thinking. We've gotten a lot of not a lot, we've gotten more emails than usual, I would say lately, and more contacts than usual, and I uh, I for one appreciate that. So please let us know what you're thinking, and if you have. Uh, input on, on what we have or have not said. So with that, on behalf of Steve and David, I thank you all for listening to the Working Tools Podcast. Good night. <laughs>